Kate McClellan, pro wedding planner with over 16 years of experience helping more than 400 couples down the aisle. I started Planning Collective to help all couples get through the overwhelm of wedding planning by sharing my actionable tips and tools that I've used over the years working with my clients. We'll focus on getting rid of what I like to call FOWO, the fear of wedding oversight. This is an unfortunate condition that almost every couple will suffer from at some point. Let's get you back to enjoying the planning process. Here we go. Hey guys, Kate here. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Planning Collective podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about 10 common myths of wedding planning. Let's get right into it. Number one, wedding planning needs to take over your life. While some have been dreaming about this day for years, maybe even decades, others haven't given much thought to the day before getting engaged. I've had some clients tell me that they feel like they don't have the bride gene because they just don't feel that same crazed excitement that some of their friends seem to have. That's not to say that they don't care about the wedding, but it's just not something that becomes their main focus. And I promise you, it is okay if you don't feel the need to bring your wedding plans into every conversation or every post on social media. Myth number two, everything is more expensive simply because you use the word wedding. Now, this one is a personal pet peeve of mine, so much so that I have a whole episode focused on it. Some call it the wedding tax, and the unfortunate myth is that people really do believe that if you tell a vendor that you're planning a birthday party, they will give you a cheaper price than if you tell them it's a wedding. Well, on the surface, this might be true. It's because a lot more goes into what a vendor does for a wedding than for a birthday party. Weddings usually involve more prep time, equipment, manpower, and the expectations and standards for a wedding are typically much higher than that of any other kind of party. Check out episode 17 for more details on why this is a true myth and how it pertains to the different vendor categories. All right, myth number three, that certain relatives are required to cover the cost of the wedding. Long gone are the days where the bride's parents cover the majority of the tab while the groom's family only covers the rehearsal dinner cost. The reality is that each couple's financial situation and family dynamics are different, so you need to approach it in a way that is best for you and your families. To learn more on how you can go about figuring out the different contributors for your wedding budget, check out episode number two where I review what you need to know there. Myth number four, DIY projects mean you'll save loads of money. Now, I'm not going to lie. I've probably spent hours on YouTube watching Pinterest fail videos. Nothing is funnier than seeing the beautiful, inspirational image of a princess birthday cake followed by somebody's real-life failed version right next to it. It gets me every time. I love it. But what I don't love is when it happens to brides trying to do their own wedding decor especially when it involves Costco flowers. While I respect the effort to keep the budget low and on track, trials and mistakes with DIY projects often add up to what it would have cost to just purchase or hire a vendor in the first place. And any time that we're dealing with items that need to be fresh, like flowers or food items, it just adds to the pressure because it's not something you can work on ahead of time. Unless you are a very crafty person, I recommend you think hard about what items you're going to attempt yourself and always overestimate the cost in the budget for test runs or extra materials. Myth number five, every detail has to be perfectly meaningful and unique. Some of my favorite weddings are when couples incorporate 
really unique details that are special and meaningful to them as a couple. However, I often see couples feeling overwhelmed because they think every decision they make in their wedding must have deep significance. Again, while I think it's important to incorporate some of these details into the day, there are going to be some things that are just simply less important to you. And that's all right. Sometimes a chair is just a chair, or maybe you really don't care about having a guest book. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed by the decisions that aren't as important to you, and then you can give more time and effort to the details that are higher on your list. Number six, you can't see each other until you walk down the aisle. I think we all know where I stand on this one, and that is that I love a first look. In fact, I've covered this one in another podcast episode. You can check it out, episode number 12. To summarize, though, seeing each other in a special moment earlier in the day will not only loosen up your timeline on the wedding day, but it also means that you get to spend more time together on your wedding day. If you're still on the fence, again, make sure to check out episode 12 after you finish this one. Moving on to myth number seven, hiring family or friends is the same as hiring a pro. Unless your friend or family member are actual professionals in the industry by trade, this can be a very expensive and or time-consuming error. While it might be tempting to think that you can avoid the cost of a DJ by curating your own playlist on Spotify and having your friend set up his speakers, there are many other things that a professional DJ does and brings with them on a wedding day to make sure things run smoothly. And that goes for every professional in every category across the wedding industry. A professional in any category is going to help you with the prep, equipment, and expertise to make their cost 100% worth it. Now, taking advantage of a professional's discount or gift of their service because they are family or friends is different. However, do make sure you go through the formal contract process to make sure that everyone is on the same page as to what is expected on both sides. Myth number eight, your wedding party members are your new employees. Another pet peeve of mine, and this might be a personal one, is seeing brides post in Facebook groups that they're upset that their wedding party isn't doing more for them. While you certainly want to lean on them for support, and you'll most likely want their opinions throughout the planning process, your wedding is not their new job, so please keep your expectations realistic. Myth number nine, you won't have to make any sacrifices. This is an unfortunate one, and I hate to be the one to break the news if you weren't already aware. The truth is, though, after 18 years in the industry and over 400 weddings, I have yet to work with a couple with a truly unlimited budget. And even those that have what I would call a very healthy budget, there are many other variables, like the venue size, location, and event logistics, that will make certain things simply not possible. Here's how I like to spin it. Rather than looking at it as sacrifices, think of them as compromises. For example, if you have a limited budget, you might have to compromise on a smaller guest count in order to have the wedding at your dream venue. It doesn't have to feel like a loss, but rather keeping your priorities in check. You can get more info on setting your wedding priorities in episode 31. And the final myth, myth number 10, is a big one. A backyard wedding is cheaper and easier than a comparable venue wedding. This one is another favorite of mine that I like to help clarify for couples. It's so tempting to think that a backyard wedding will be the simpler and easier choice. 
Well, it certainly can be. The reality is that most couples that choose this option want to make sure that their wedding feels like a wedding and not a backyard birthday or graduation party. And this is where things get tricky. If you're thinking about having a wedding in your backyard or a venue that requires you to bring in everything like tables, chairs, catering, etc., make sure you grab the free guide I put together on how to plan a backyard wedding. And of course, there is a podcast episode to go along with it. You can grab the guide in the link in the show notes or at planningcollective.com and listen to episode 21 to learn more about how to plan a backyard wedding. Are there any myths that you've discovered while you've been planning your wedding? Head on over to the Wedding Planning Collective Facebook group and share them with us in the post. If you found this episode helpful, I would love it if you could give me a quick review. It would mean the world to me and it would help other couples find the wedding planning help that they need. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.